0: Last, never first no worse since birth got my hopes set on heaven because it's hell here on earth my life was a mess
1: calls will be recorded and may be monitored you may start the conversation now
0: hey hey I was telling Destry, I, I said when uh, it comes to wrongful convictions I was like uh, Lauras pretty passionate I said <laughs> <laughs> she, she ain't she ain't scared <laughs> <laughs>
1: Welcome to Aggravating Circumstances, a true crime podcast. I am your host, Laura Seremi. This is episode five, Prior Bad Acts. This is an ongoing story, so if you're just getting started, hit pause, go back and start with episode one. Don't worry, we'll wait for you, and then join us back when you get caught up. So to talk about prior bad acts, we ended off with episode four, talking about Destry McKinney's evidence that was destroyed because they released the car without testing it and so destroyed the evidence that would have helped corroborate his story. And then there was a section of his pants that he was wearing that day that was supposed to go to the lab and get tested. The prosecutor told everyone in court the jury and his defense team that it had been tested and it turned out that that was a lie his family found the piece of pants that had been cut out that proved he had been hit by the car and had bled into his pants in a personal property envelope. So let's talk just a moment about personal property envelopes. Apparently this is something that the police department uses to put your things in when you're arrested. And it's supposed to be labeled with everything that's in the envelope. And then the person who owns the property is supposed to sign it. This envelope was not signed and we have no idea at what point the piece of his pants was actually placed in that envelope. And I have so many questions about how that piece of evidence wound up in the wrong place, not going to the lab and hidden away. This is incompetence or corruption. I can't really come up with another answer about why such a crucial piece of evidence would not have made it to the right places While we talk about prior bad acts, we're going to investigate why that might have happened. Prior bad acts is a reference to, there's an evidence rule, it's rule 404, the federal rules of evidence, and it's an interesting rule because it says that prior bad acts aren't admissible in court. And this is typically talking about a person who has committed a crime and admitting their prior bad acts. So this is a little different than a self-defense case. But this rule has so many exceptions that it's not, I'm not sure it even counts as a rule. So the rule reads... Evidence of a person's character or character trait is not admissible to prove that on a particular occasion, the person acted in accordance with that character or trait. But here's all these exceptions. You can use it to prove motive, opportunity, intent, preparation, plan, knowledge, identity, absence of mistake, or lack of accident. That's a lot of exceptions. There's so many exceptions. As a matter of fact, when you start talking about self-defense cases, it's basically you can introduce the prior bad acts of the victim to prove that they were the aggressor. And so that's just part of it. Cornell Legal Information Institute, under their description of Rule 404, says an accused may introduce pertinent evidence of the character of the victim as in support of a claim of self-defense to a charge of homicide that the deceased was the aggressor. Why is this important? So let's back up a little bit. Destry McKinney was involved in an altercation with Stevlin Seals. She attacked him with a car. He was hit by the car. This was an ongoing altercation that lasted several minutes and eventually he got to where he couldn't get away and she came at him with the car again and he shot through the windshield as he was hit by the car and flipped over the hood and she was hit with a bullet he took her to the hospital as quickly as he could he tried to save her unfortunately and tragically she did not make it At no point did he intend or want her to pass away. And I'm going to read a couple of excerpts from some letters that he sent me when we first met about this before we start talking about uh, the rest of this case. So this was actually, I believe it was the very first letter that he sent me when we first made contact back when um, my friend Kevin told me about Destry McKinney. So this says, Laura, as you must know, I pled self-defense at trial. I'm innocent of capital murder. However, I did fire a shot that took someone's life because of who I am. This can never set well with me. One, because I cherish life while in the U S army, I was a medic and the only recorded act of violence in my 52 years happened on February 6, 2002. My actions saved my life, but hurt so many other lives. My intent never included Stevelin's death. After I was out of harm's way, I did all I could to get her help. I just couldn't get to the hospital fast enough. And that's, Certainly bore out by the witnesses who saw him driving extremely fast trying to get there. And their time frame of the case also shows that when this happened, he got there in minutes. He certainly got her there faster than if they had called an ambulance. So he absolutely tried to get her to the hospital. I'm going to go ahead and read another statement from him. This is a, an additional letter that came maybe a month after the first one. We were still introducing ourselves to each other, and this is another part. And he said, What has always set heaviest on me is how this tragedy affected our children. My heart always goes out to Stevelin's children. All they knew as kids is that mother is gone and that I took her away. All my children knew was that because of Miss Seals, their dad isn't home. As a child, the reason why doesn't matter. Laura, this is never going to be comfortable, but how they feel will always matter to me. I still pray for both sides and accept that no matter how badly I want them to comprehend the position their mom put me in, they may never care to hear that from me. As a soldier, I was trained to defend myself. If attacked, I would not expect any less from any other person. If you speak to Stevelin's family, please express my regret for being responsible for their loss. I am truly sorry." 20 years later and everyone has grown. I saw one of her children in the county jail while back for court. In 2010, a car accident took my daughter. And in Ohio, I have four grandchildren I've never held. Wrongfully convicted or not, they have gotten almost 20 years out of me. We can't get back. Nevertheless, I've grown into a loving man of God that can never give up on getting back to his family despite the obstacles. So there's no question that Destry McKinney did not want this to happen. He certainly didn't intend to kill anyone. And this goes back to self-defense. And one of the things with self-defense cases, and I mentioned with Rule 404 and prior bad acts, is that you can introduce prior bad acts of the victim. Now, it's interesting because Stevelin Seals was arrested for attempted murder. I've been told by several people that she gunned someone down in broad daylight in the street in front of lots of witnesses. I don't believe there was any question that she did it. This wasn't a wrongful identity, and she certainly admitted that she had done it to Destry McKinney. She hired a top-notch attorney who I was told very good things about. And this was one of her previous acts in a pretrial hearing. There was also mention of a stabbing that she may have been involved in. I haven't found any corroborating evidence, so we won't go into that. Destry McKinney was arrested the same day the shooting happened. This was February 6th of 2000. Rule 404 says that you can introduce prior bad acts of the victim in a self-defense case. So there is precedent for this. As a matter of fact, a lot of more recent social science is saying that prior bad acts is very important to a lot of these cases. And two that are not self-defense cases, but certainly apply to this, that are more recent would be the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania versus William Cosby Jr., That would, of course, be Bill Cosby. They introduced 19 prior bad acts in his case where people who did not have convictions or arrests against him were able to testify. This also happened in the Harvey Weinstein case where he was accused of two assaults, but they allowed six people to provide testimony about six separate incidents. So it's not unusual for this to happen. At a docket call in Destry McKinney's case in, it was May of 2004, the defense team asked for the criminal file on Stevelin Seals. They said, we want the file because she was involved in an attempted murder case. And this is important to understand what my client was thinking when this happened. The judge said his knowledge of her prior acts of potential violence would go to his reaction time in a claim of self-defense. Make the file available to him to look at. The district attorney objected and asked to exclude it and said it was not material to the case. And the response from the judge, I just, I I, I get warm, fuzzy feeling when I see this. He said, I don't understand what you're saying. He's entitled to look at the file because the court finds that it relates to the time that he has to react based on knowing whether a person has a specific trait for violence or peacefulness. The DA said, fine, what do we have to let him look at? And the judge said, the entire file. So this was May 6th of 2004. Now, Destry McKinney has been in prison for over four years at this point, they finally found the car in order to do some testing. And as I mentioned in the last episode, it was many years after the incident before they did the forensic testing, which means it was essentially useless because the state released the car and in effect had the evidence destroyed. He finally went to trial in August of 2004. So this is over four years after this happened. And the Friday before his trial is starting, so his trial is starting on Monday. Now this is Friday, and the prosecutor files, this is August 6th of 2004, and the prosecutor files a motion in limine. I think that's how you pronounce that. It's L-I-M-I-N-E. I I am not an attorney, but we're going to go with limine because it just sounds neat. And this is what this motion in limine says. It says, counsel for the defendant have expressed a desire to introduce evidence of specific prior bad acts of the victim in the above styled case. Furthermore, counsel for the defendant have subpoenaed witnesses and documents which support their desire to introduce bad character evidence of the victim. At the docket call back in May, the judge said they had to give her her criminal file. I don't know why this is a thing. The state of Alabama objects to this testimony and evidence as it would not be relevant or material to the issue of facts that surround the above styled case. I'm not sure what could be more relevant in a self-defense case, but they're trying to get this excluded. The state of Alabama requests this court to grant this motion in limine and prohibit the defendant from entering into any evidence of bad character or specific prior bad acts between the victim and the defendant or the victim and any other party or non-party to this action. This is a problem. And this is an 11th hour motion This is the Friday before the trial is going to start on Monday. This is four and a half years after this. And the defense team has been prepping this self-defense case for four years. And now they're gonna throw in a monkey wrench. Now, I don't know if this is normal winning case strategy that you do these motions at the very last minute to try to completely throw out your opponent's case. And part of our judicial system, which is so unfortunate and egregious, is this adversarial process. They're not looking for the truth. They're looking to win. And so the prosecutors often want to win at all costs. And the defense team wants to win at all costs. And it doesn't mean that they figure out what happened or what was right or the truth in any sense of the form. So this is... To me, this is really dirty strategy. So this is the response by the defense team. And it says, Memorandum of Points and Case Law for the Introduction of Specific Prior Bad Acts by Stevelin Seals. Now, I won't read you the whole thing because it's several pages, but they basically go through and talk about why her testimony is admissible and they cite the specific case law that says it's it's admissible that the government specifically asked about a conversation um, that she'd had, that they had introduced the self-defense claim that she had tried to run him over and it goes on. And so I'll read a, a small section of it. It says the main prior bad act in this case is an attempted murder charge that Miss Seals was out on bond at the time of her death. Miss Seals drove up to the street where I'm not going to name her victim, because she has nothing to do with this. So I'm just going to call her Ms. S. Miss Seals drove up to the street where Ms. S lived. She and her sister got out of the car and started calling out to Ms. S, who was standing with a group of people. At some point, Ms. S told her to leave or fight. Ms. S told Miss Seals to drop her purse because it was common knowledge that Ms. Seals carried a gun and bragged that she would use it. Miss Seals dropped the purse into her car and brought the gun from behind her back and fired at least five shots, chasing Miss S down as she tried to run for the house. This prior bad act is not just relevant because it shows propensity to violence, but because it shows why Ms. Seals did not want Mr. McKinney to call 911 on his cell phone. She knew that if the police were called, she had a weapon and had assaulted Mr. McKinney, both violations of her bond and she would be arrested and her bond revoked. Mr. McKinney is allowed to inquire into specific bad acts and also the general reputation of Miss Seals once there is any evidence of self-defense. The prosecution raised the self-defense issue, opening the door for Mr. McKinney to bring in prior bad acts. And this is a quote from case law. Uh, White versus State quote: Once there is evidence of self-defense in a homicide prosecution, the accused is entitled to prove that the deceased was a violent and bloodthirsty person, as tending to show that the deceased was the aggressor. The judge told them on Friday before the trial that he would have to review the case law and would not make a decision until the trial had actually began. The trial started, and the judge. Did not allow this evidence into the case. If you were on the jury, don't you think you would want to know that the person that was running him over with the car was out on bond for shooting someone in the street in front of other people? There's more description of this action where she actually tried to fire a sixth shot and quote, finish her off, and the gun misfired, and the victim lived. This is important. The fact that they were able to get this thrown out at the last minute is shocking, and I have a lot of questions why. So one of the things that I believe may be the reason is when I look at the arrest record and the case action summary for the attempted murder charge for Stevelin seals. It says prosecutor S Giddens, judge T Dobson. When I look at the arrest record, when Destry McKinney was arrested, it says prosecutor S Giddens, judge T Dobson. I'm not sure it looks good for your career if someone that you let out on bond for an attempted murder charge tried to kill someone again. I hope you've enjoyed episode five of Aggravating Circumstances. As always, fasten your seatbelts. Don't forget the kids in the back seat. Everyone stay safe. We'll see you next week, and we'll be ending with more music by Destry McKinney.
0: Hell blow the hope out past the house of God on the way to the dope house. A star at the bar, a legend in the club. Pastor Raymond is the word, but he ain't preaching about love. It's a merry go round with every Mary I found. Don't know love from lust in this world I can't trust. Now I need to break some chains, come unbound from the sin. Cause bowing down to sin locked me all the way in. I ran from my home and All responsibility, I gotta get on my own Cause the fam ain't feeling me And lust with the fast lane Fast girls and fast changing good with my sin Like sin ain't a bad thing They calling me the trap But it's more like I am stuck If they quacking got feathers Then it must be a duck I can't fly past a problem They say God can solve them I know I'm at my end Yes, it's time I finally called them Yes, I used to run I wasn't worthy of being a son I think I'm gon' stay. Stay stay. Yeah, stay, stay, stay. Yeah, I think I'm gon' stay, stay, stay. Yeah, I think I'm gon' stay, gon' stay, stay. Yeah, I think I'm gon' stay, stay. Yeah, I think I'm gon' stay. I ran for my children, I ran for my wife. At the end of the day, I'm just running through life when. In the dark, it's hard to beat light. All I knew was defeat, retreat, or fit fight. No peace for the wicked, and some of y'all tried. No, you can't buy heaven, but some of y'all tried. No, you can't run from God, still some of y'all hide. Yeah, I know about the pain, that's why some of us crying. It's a doggy dog world with the world on the line. It's like crabs in the bucket, but we can't stop trying. I was born in the race where we start from behind. It's the very show walk the blind lead the blind yes i made my mistakes but i did my time got a brand new face and a christ-like mind it's a brand new grace with a christ-like grind got the sun in my corner so we both don't shine yes i used to run i wasn't worthy of being the son but now it's a brand Stay, 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 yeah, I think I'm gon' stay, stay, yeah, stay, stay, yeah, I think i stay, 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 stay, yeah, I think i stay.